Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode six of the Gambling Couch podcast. I am here, as always, joined by Andrew Feigenbaum. Feig, uh, we took a little break off, but man, you've been you've been turning up in this break. I have been, yeah. Baseball has been uh been my friend recently. I got the Celtics game seven right. Um, yeah, I've been kind of cooking. I mean, especially in NHL as well. So, other than today, the Canes got smacked. But yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing pretty good lately. Hopefully, I can keep the keep the hot streak going. The Canes got smacked, fucking really bad, bad tonight. Yeah. After not losing a single home playoff game, all playoffs, not winning one on the road, they finally drop one at home to lose to the Rangers in seven. Um, Flag the C's got it done in Miami. Um, you know, at home in a game six, they, they look terrible. Uh, Tatum and Brown shot a combined two shot, two shots in the fourth quarter. And I know we've already had our, our discussions about that, but how, you know, this game seven, it was, it was crazy. It was a fucking incredible game seven. Uh, it definitely was Celtics. I did think they were going to win. Obviously I played them minus three. Um, I was surprised how the heat just were able to hang around. Then again, the Celtics like just don't put away teams, and they really just struggle with that. And it was it was good to see the Celtics still fend off fend off the Heat comeback, which was getting like seriously scary. Like if Butler hits that that three, they're up one, and like with all the momentum, like can you really see the Celtics hitting the shot there? Like you know what I mean? Like it just it just felt like it was like that was that was like an ultimate collapse, but. You know, it's like impressive. I didn't think they would get here. I mean, they've taken advantage of who they've played, and they've won those games. Which at the end of the day, all that matters is you need to get those dubs. So, but it was a good series. It was really fun. Um, there was a lot of blowouts, which were which were a little boring. But you know, the basketball and the basketball was enjoyable to watch, and there was so much going on within the series. You know, the Celtics looking for revenge finally to get over the hump of the Eastern Conference Finals to get into the finals finally. You know, I played the Celtics as well. I just played the money line because I really thought that they were going to win this game. Um, they really kind of gave the Heat game six. So it was, I, you know, they've been playing well every other game and they didn't honestly play incredible uh, in game seven, but, you know, they played good enough to beat the Heat. Uh, the Heat obviously aren't phenomenal. Jimmy Butler, maybe the top, like, top five just playoff player ever. Um, he he turns it up to another level. He's so fun to watch. I mean, he's literally hitting turnaround Jays with people in his fucking ass. Um, it just looks so Jordan-esque. And I know there's the rumors that Jordan is his dad, which uh, could be true. Those conspiracies kind of line up. But, you know, the Celtics got the Warriors. Uh, the series odds I saw, you know, opened at Warriors minus 160, Celtics plus 140. We have this uh, Warriors minus three and a half to on um, Thursday night. Sorry. Um, just a little preview. We'll get into it more on Thursday, but you know, quick little preview of how you think the series is going to go. Fine. Well, I've been pretty vocal about the Warriors for a little bit now. Um, I think definitely looking at the paths of each of the teams, um, the Celtics have a lot more mileage on them, just as it is. Uh, they've already been to two game sevens, and the Warriors haven't. I believe they went the first series. They played the Nuggets, and they went four or five. Um, next series, they went either five or six. And then this past series, they went five. So 
Um, but one of the things that like I'll be curious to see is if the Celtics do have leads, if they're able to hold on to them, because the Warriors are never out of games and the Heat aren't the best shooting team. And the Warriors are one of the greatest shooting teams like ever. So it'll be curious to see how the Celtics manage games late. And I think they really, really need to do a good job of taking care of the ball because the Warriors are also a great defensive team. The Warriors also, I think it's important to note, turn the ball over a lot too. Um, against the Mavericks team, that's 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 a good defensive team. By nowhere means uh, a Miami Heat uh, defensive team. The Warriors had so many fucking turnovers. There was a, it was the first half of maybe game, ah, oh fuck, it was either game two or, I think it was game two. The uh, the Warriors had like like double digit turnovers at half, and they were down like ten to fifteen. I think Draymond had a had a little bit. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. it was really hard to watch. Um, so I think, you know, I know the Mavericks didn't have a great uh great night that night, but I think the Celtics are good enough that they should be able to you know capitalize on these Warrior turnovers. I think if we can turn them over and limit our turnovers, then we're going to be in good shape. Uh, the thing with the Heat. And the teams that we played so far, they don't really turn the ball over that much. So now that we're facing a team that has a high turnover rate, um, and especially in the playoffs, they've been throwing the ball left and right. You know, if the Celtics can take care of the ball uh, and capitalize on their turnovers, that's a lot of extra possessions that I think can go in our favor. Um, I am worried that they're going to be a lot fresher and a lot more ready for this than we are. We've never been here. They've been here so many fucking times in the past decade, not even decade, like seven years. So I'm I'm really intrigued for this matchup. I think it's gonna be a fun matchup. I think the people, uh, I think that people, not writing the Celtics off, but underrating them. The Celtics, you know, match up with the Warriors uh, when it comes to the talent. I think and skill just across the board. I think the Celtics have a uh, of a pretty equivalent talented team, but we don't have um, the explosion that the Warriors do. They can obviously put up thirty points in the blink of an eye. So it's going to be interesting to see how that series plays out. But, you know, it's NBA fucking finals and, and, my, and my Celtics are in it. So I couldn't be more excited for that. Do you have a play for the first game? Yeah, I so, you know, this is obviously we're recording this on Monday night. So it's actually Tuesday at uh, 12 a.m. right now. But the line says three and a half. It's so it's like it's it's why like why people are like writing the Celtics off and you know this line drops at three and a half Warriors at home after getting a huge break, you know they're they're they get they're getting eighty four percent of the bets right now. It's really small, but it's also like really I think this is a big time trap line. I think the Celtics could steal a game one just because, and even if they lose the next four, I think this is a game that they can steal. Um, over under is two eleven and a half. That's going over. Uh, that is definitely going over. The Celtics, um, Celtics are good on defense, but I don't know if they're going to be good enough to stop the Warriors. But even if they don't stop the Warriors, I think they're going to put up points too. We can't be missing shots, um, and especially in finals games. So I think the Celtics can grind this out. Personally, I think I would go Warriors minus three and a half and under. I think a lot of people are going to, in terms of just the total, I think a lot of people do underrate how good the Warriors defense is and how they can match up at so many different levels and play several different lineups, especially with the emergence of Kayvon Looney. He's really added, like, another element of that that late-game defensive rim protector guy, and he's great on the glass. Um, but I think just a big part of the uh, going to the Warriors minus three and a half is just teams coming off after a game seven, 
playing the very first game after against a team that was like a little bit more well rested. Rarely does that team win that game. And if they do get beat up a little bit, like if the Celtics lose this game by 15, I'd be like, okay, well, they did just have, you know, just come off a longer series. So I think people will kind of not pay too much stock into it. Yeah. The only thing that scares me is why I like it so much. The Warriors spread. Um, I, I really feel like the Celtics are going to lose this game by five. Um, but like I also said, I wouldn't be shocked if they won. It's kind of like a weird, a weird middle ground where I could see either happening. I wouldn't be completely surprised, but uh, you know, this, these teams are, are so talented across the board. They can put up points in so many ways so fast with literally all five guys on the floor being able to score for, for both teams. But, you know, mainly on the subjects, we have the ability to go five out. Um, not really when Rob Will's on the floor, but, you know, when Al's in there, we can go five out, Alan Grant, uh, and shoot the three. So I think that – I think we're going to be coming ready uh, for this series. So I just think that the, the both teams are too good offensively. When we come back, we're going to go over our NHL – no, sorry, first we're going to review our cards from last two pods. We took a little bit of a break, so sorry about that, but we're going to review our plays because we have been red hot for the past week and a half now. So we're going to uh, recap those those cards, and then we're going to go over some MLB and NHL plays for tomorrow. So we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Um, it's no secret that this podcast has been fucking hot. Uh, I went 9-1 and one in the last two podcasts, uh, and then we carried that into an insane week. Uh, I know, Fig, we, we had phenomenal weeks. We're eating really good right now. We're getting Chipotle for every meal, Chinese food, we're eating out. Life's just fucking good. Um, I know you're about to have some McDonald's DoorDash on the way or Uber Eats. I know you got that in the bag. So why don't you tell us who's been who's paying for those uh, Uber Eats tonight? So tonight, who I had currently, I had the that I've already cashed in the early slate. I had the Cardinals minus 125. I had Colorado, the Colorado Rockies plus 131. I had the Mets minus one and a half along with the Mets money line. I had the Diamondbacks plus one and a half along with money line. And I had the Pirates money line right now. And currently the game is four to three. So, and the only bet I lost was the Hurricanes minus one and a half. Yeah. Hurricanes lost fucking outright, but I mean, that's an, that's an insane day. That's a phenomenal day. Um, I got a little greedy today. I'm not going to lie. I had a big week last week. Uh, did not play smart money. Didn't tell five, which was just a bad idea. Jordan, uh, Jordan Dyer and I have a love cast. Uh, both did not tell five and fucking paid the fucking price. But I'll tell you, man, the one team that's made me this mo- uh, the most money, probably I'd say all year, um, has to be this Mets team. Five has to be this Mets team. Your phenomenal call outs, uh, you know, the live bet the Mets when they were down four, it was unbelievable. We had um, we had another winner tonight. We had I had the over the other night, which cash and the Mets won, uh, which were even. So they've been they've just been men, they've been money makers, man. No, they've been cooking. They're looking really good. Um, I might have a pick or two with the Mets uh, a little later in the podcast. So you got to stay tuned. That's what I like to hear. That is what I like to hear. Any bet that is on our Mets is a bet that we will always tail and uh, and fully support here on this channel. But excuse me. So we've been we've been hot. 
We've had two great podcasts. We're looking to put out a third uh, with our cards for tomorrow. I think there's only one early game uh, for the MLB. I don't, it's, there's a, might be a glitch because when I click on it, it's supposed to be Twins Tigers at 110 today. And then um, when I click on yeah. it, it says 610 on uh, July 23rd. So I didn't know if it got postponed or. No, there, it's a double header. So that's why there is a game at 110 tomorrow. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't, I think they, they only played one game today, I believe. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, I will obviously be playing the early game, um, but the podcast will be out at 12. So if there is a play in the early game, which there always will be with me, because I love playing the early days, uh, early games to get my, get my day started off on the right foot. So make sure to listen to the podcast uh, as soon as it drops have notifications on so that you know uh, when we drop so you can take our picks before any of the plays. So when we come back, we're going to go over our cards that we hope to stay uh, red hot. So yeah, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. So Fike, why don't you get into uh, your first play of the day for tomorrow? So, well, I'll just give out, should I go give out my whole card or just go over just one of my plays? We'll just go. We'll go back and forth sharing plays. All right. So first, I'm kicking it off with my Mets, minus one and a half. They're going up against Patrick Corbin. I know Trevor Williams isn't the greatest, but he's been serviceable of late, and I think he gets a Nationals lineup that isn't amazing. Um, he can fill up the zone and get enough outs, and I think the Mets can just take over this game hitting um, with that so, and I also have in that game, J.D. Davis over one and a half total bases. He will most likely start because the lefty's on the mound and he owns Patrick Corbin lifetime against him and over like 350. Ride, uh, auto ride for me. Love the play. Obviously, if it's a Mets play, I'm on it. J.D. Davis, uh, he's been he's been hitting the ball well too. Um, you know, he didn't play at the beginning of the year, but he's been playing a lot recently and he's been playing pretty well. The Mets have just been scoring at such a high rate. You know, why not? Why not get in on the action? My first play is going to be the under eight and a half runs in the Padres uh, Cardinals game. Padres bats are not great. They have not been hitting the ball phenomenally. Um, they only put up three runs today, put up four runs against the Pirates in the game before. Uh, you know, Blake Snell has been great. Only two of the six ERA. He's due for a good start. Uh, he's going to be lights out, hopefully, be the Blake Snell of, of Tampa Bay. So hopefully we see him have pitch a great game. You know, and the Padres bats aren't great. So those two factors are going to lead me to take the under eight and a half. So next, I also have in that Cardinals game, Cardinals minus 130. Uh, I think right now, I think Snell just isn't really getting the job done. I'm not a huge Blake Snell guy myself. And the Cardinals have a lot of good right-handed hitting that can definitely dominate. And Arenado Goldschmidt, they've been leading the horse all year for them, scoring a bunch of runs, and their offense is really starting to hit their stride. And I think this is where the Padres start noticing that they will they just won't be able to receive like great pitching outing after outing. They're gonna need to win a couple games with their bats. Perfect. My next play for you guys is gonna be the over nine uh Yankees Angels game. Montgomery's good. He's not great. Uh, three three ERA. Syndergaard obviously he's four and two with a three uh three oh eight ERA. Both pitchers are good. I just think that both teams are loaded offensively, which I which is why I think this total is at nine. I think if we can get past these starting pitchers and put up a couple runs on them early, um, we'll be in pretty good shape. I know Stan uh, not Stan Stan's out of lineup, but Judge is back in the lineup. Yankees are getting healthier than they were. 
uh, series before against the Rays where they didn't really have an, in, a, you know, great amount of production. I think they had one game, but besides that, they didn't have a lot of production. Uh, and the in the Astros, not Astros, fucking Angels, sorry, um, have been hitting the ball well. They've been putting up runs against the Blue Jays. I think they carry that into this series and, you know, light up what is a fucking uh, Little League field, uh, which is Yankee Stadium. Yeah, my next pick in that same game, I got the Yankees minus 133. Um, I think both pitchers, both comparable, um, but I think the difference in a series like this, the Yankees have a solid bullpen. The Angels' bullpen has really been letting them down. I don't like to bet on teams that have bad bullpens. Bad bullpens just don't win games. The Yankees will find a way to win this game. The Angels always tend to disappoint. Yeah, they disappointed, um, they they disappointed us the other night um, in that Blue Jays game. They they tied it and then just completely choked away the fucking lead. So I don't so trust I, the Angels. Never I bet on the Angels. Remember, remember when I said, whenever they get ahead, just hedge. Yeah, just hedge yeah. because they, they find a way to choke leads. Um, and I think the Yankees are going to light up uh, the Angels. Uh, not only Syndergaard, but the pen as well. So my final play is going to be Twins minus 140 at 110. They dropped the game today against the Tigers, but kind of gave the game away because they were up and they went down, then they got the lead back. It was kind of a back and forth shitty game, but, you know, they're minus 140, so you're paying a little bit of juice. But, you know, if you just drop it in there, drop the nuke in the early afternoon, you'll be going into the night with a nice little, uh, nice little payday. So I think the Twins are going to get it done. Smelter's on the right. Uh, Smelter is on the mound for Minnesota, 1 0 uh, with the 104 ERA. Garcia for Detroit with a three ERA. I would also lean the under eight and a half um, teams that play in the afternoon. Aren't oftentimes amazing, especially in the middle of the week. I know they did it today, so they're going to have a little momentum or a little, you know, break for coming into tomorrow, but both teams aren't amazing with, uh, with hitting. And especially with, like last game, they put up so many runs. I would lean the under as well. So twins minus minus one forty, and then the under uh, eight and a half is a lean, but I'll end up most likely playing it. So my last two plays all have Red Sox money line. The line isn't out yet. I wouldn't play it any. I would play the money line up to minus 140. Then I would just take the run line. And I think this is just that you need to have this game. You just went three and three against the Orioles. If you want to actually be in the postseason hunt, got to win this first game. You got to beat the Reds. And last play of the day, I'm going with the Oakland A's plus 112. Uh, I really like Frankie Montas. Um, I think the A's are due for a win against the Strohs, and I think this line is a little fishy. Um, I don't really believe that Christian Javier, I think he's overperforming, and I think the A's will be able to hit enough and keep this game within range, and I think they'll win it. I like that. I love all the analysis. I love the plays. There is one NHL game tomorrow. We got Avs, Oilers, Oilers, uh, sorry, Avalanche coming in at minus 185. That's a lot of juice to play, uh, pay for the Avs, but they are a great hockey team. Over-unders at seven. If I had to take a play, it would be the over. Um, I most likely won't end up taking with all the MLB actually going on, uh, and I will do a little research on the play, obviously, to see if I like it or not like it. But, you know, there's no reason that this game can't be 4-3 at the end or 4-4. Um heading into overtime or, you know, these teams can score at prolific rates. We've seen, we've seen Edmonton, both Edmonton and Colorado put up six game or six gold games 
multiple times in the playoffs. So I would probably lean that over. And I know it's at seven, which makes a lot of people want to dive on the under because when they see seven, they get kind of scared. But, you know, I think this is a proper line, but I think that it's, it's just, it's just going to hit because I think both teams can, can score uh, the puck too well. So that is, those are our cards for tomorrow. Um, Fi, why don't you run through your full card and I'll run through mine just so the people are, are refreshed. <clears throat> All right. So my full card, Mets minus one and a half, JD Davis over one and a half total bases, Cardinals minus 130, Yankees, Yankees minus 133, Red Sox money line up to minus 140, and then A's money line plus 112. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Fike's card, my card, uh, Twins minus 140 against the Tigers. We have the over nine in the Angels Yankees. We got Yankees money line in that game, too. We have Mets run line. We have the under eight and a half in the Padres Cardinals. And then we're going to add the A's plus one twelve to my card as well to be my final play. A nice little nighttime baseball game. So, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> excuse me. Thank Bless you so much. Thank you. Thank you for so thank you so much. Jesus Christmas for listening to today's podcast. Uh, hopefully we, you know, get back on a regular schedule, which we should be. So we apologize for the for the inconsistency on the TikTok and on the podcast as well. Those are our cards. Those are our plays. Hopefully we can come back with a good report for you guys on Thursday. And we're going to give it our picks and full analysis for the Warriors Celtics game. One of the NBA finals five. Any last words? Uh, make sure to follow us on action. Obviously, these are our cards the day before, so it's harder to do it. So just remember, we'll always enter picks late, and just keep eye, keep your eyes on those. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to because we throw in, especially me, throw in a lot of plays just before the game starts. I just see that a game starting in five minutes, and I and I throw it in. So make sure to have notifications on for action. Make sure to follow us, and uh, yeah, we will see you guys or listen to you guys or however the fuck this shit works, on Thursday. So take care.